Sukkah daf mem The last thing we're discussing was a machloket Rebil Azar and Rebbe Yohanan regarding the transfer of Dusha of Shevi'it, how it's done. According to Rebbe Azar, you could only transfer it through buying and selling. And according to Rebbe Yohanan, you could do it even through regular Hilul, the way they usually transfer the Kedusha, which is just saying this uh, Kedusha is transferred to there. And we brought a bright alec Rebbe Azar, we brought a bright alec Rebbe Yohanan, and with that we are starting Mem Aleph Amud Aleph. Three lines in, in the middle of the line, where it says Amar Rav Ashe. Rav Ashe explains the Mahloket of Rabbi Azar and Rabbi Yohanan. Amar Rav Ashe Mahloket Bipririshon. The Mahloket between them is regarding the first fruit. Whether the fruit that was plucked off the tree on the Shevi'it year, can that be done through only buying or buying and the regular Hilul? About the pre-sheni, but from the second fruit and on, divreha call according to even Rabbi Azar that ben derech mekah ben derech hilul should always work. Now vehadekatane lakah lakah. So why does it say lakah lakah in the brayta? Keeps on saying buying. It sounds like buying and selling only. So he explains. I did the tana resha lakah. The beginning of the brayta said uh, you bought the first fruit and then you bought meat and you brought something else. So the end of that Braita also said the word lakah, but it really meant either way. You could even do it through regular hilul. And the Gemara asks, Rabina asks a question to Ravashi. A person has a dollar of, of shevi'it that has a ktusha on it. And you want to buy an outfit. You want to buy a suit with it. And we know you're not allowed to buy uh, something like that because the suit is meant to last and you have to get rid of this when it's time to burn the Shemitah uh, fruits in the garden. So, what do you So, you go to a store that knows you, your friend, and you tell the clerk over there, Can I buy perot for a dollar? Can I buy a suit for a dollar? And the store owner tells you, These fruits are given to you as a present. You know what? You gave me a basket full of fruits. You gave me the suit as a present. Here's this money as a present. And that guy can do whatever he wants with that money. And the question is, You see here, it's a second fruit, because you're using the money of Shevi'it, and now we're talking about the second one, and you see there's still certain Kedusha over here. The only way to do it is through buying and selling. And you can't transfer the Kedusha in any other way. And it sounds like even already from the second fruit and on, you, you still have that machloket, there is a Tana who holds that you cannot transfer the Kedusha through regular Hilul, only through buying and selling action. So Elam Aravashir, Aravashir changes what he's saying, machloket between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yohanan is davka beprisheni, is davka from the second fruit and on. Aval beprisheni, when it comes to that first fruit plucked off the tree, devreha kol derech mekachin derech Hilul Everyone agrees, even Rabbi Yohanan will be Mahmir, that the only way to transfer the Ktusha is through buying and selling, not through regular Hilul. When it's said in the Braita that Shevi'it and Ma'asr Shani is Mithalilin, my Shevi'it, what does he mean? Deme Shevi'it, the money of Shevi'it. Because if you don't think it means the money of Shevi'it, Ma'asr, 
Maaser Mamash, could you really say that Maaser is mithalel on animals? We know that's not true. Maaser Shani cannot be transferred to, to, to animals. V'haketiv, it says, V'tzata kesev be'adechai, you have to transfer the Kedusha only to, to, to money, a coin with a face on it. Ela, deme Maaser, rather we're talking about the money of Maaser, and that could be, you could buy whatever you want with it. And the same thing, Hachanami, when it comes to Shevi'it, we're talking about deme Shevi'it, the money of Shevi'it. Okay, the next Mishnah. But now, a lot of differences happened since the Beit HaMikdash till where we are right now. Hopefully, Bezrat Hashem will go to it very soon. Uh, the Mishnah is going to start talking about what happened in the Beit HaMikdash and what the changes were to today. So, the Mishnah starts, Barishona Yalu Lav Mikdash Shiva. In the beginning, only in the Beit HaMikdash, the Lulav was, was uh, shaken all seven days of Sukkot, of Dina, and in Yerushalayim, other places, Yom had only one day. Once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, that the Lulav would be shaken outside of the Beit HaMikdash area seven days to remember what we used to do in the Beit HaMikdash. And the day of the waving, will the entire day would be Asur. Now what's that talking about? We all know that there's an Isur Hadash. We cannot eat the new crop until Korban Omer was given the morning of the second day of Pesach. The problem is, could be that the, the Kohanim would be lazy, not lazy. It might take a couple hours. People might start a little bit early. So Rabban Yohanan and Zakai, just, you know, just to remember the Bet HaMikdash, we're going to wait the entire 16th day, and you could only start eating on the 17th. And the Gemara starts, again, what's Rabban Yohanan and Zakai's reason? How do we know that we do things to remember the Bet HaMikdash? Amar Yohanan, the Amar Kera, Pasuk says, Ki aale arucha leach umimakotach erpaech neum Hashem, ki nidaha karu lach tzion, hi doresh en la. Hashem says he will heal Yerushalayim, Bezrat Hashem, from everything. And the reason is because no one is calling out for Yerushalayim. It says, Doresh en la, Miklal de Ba'aya de Risha. Nobody's calling out Yerushalayim. It sounds like we do need to call for Yerushalayim. We need to yearn for Yerushalayim. So we do things to remember the Beit HaMikdash. That we said that the entire day 16 should be a sort to eat the new crop. What's the Rebbe reason for that? Because if we allow you to eat the new crop straight from the morning of the 16th, the first day of Holomoid in Israel, the second day of Pesach for us, next year, hopefully, the Beit HaMikdash will be built very soon. And they're going to say, last year, when there was no Beit HaMikdash, we ate from the morning of the 16th. So this year also, we'll eat it straight in the morning. For breakfast, we'll have uh, the, 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 the new crop, the Hadash. And the regular person will not know that they last year, we didn't have a Beit HaMikdash. The minute that the morning of the 16th came, it's mutar to eat hadash. But hopefully next year we're going to have this problem. But once the Beit HaMikdash is built, Omer matir. The Omer is, the Korban Omer is what is matir, the new crop from being eaten. Now the Gemara asks a technical question. This Beit HaMikdash will be built. When will it be built and we won't know that it was built or we won't know to, that we have to worry about uh, Korban Omer? 
Meaning, if it was built already a month before, a week before, a day before, we'll get the message that, uh, that the Beit HaMikdash was built. So what exactly is going on? So it just it's a technical question. When is this Beit HaMikdash built? If it was built on the 16th day itself, meaning let's say at 10 a.m. the Beit HaMikdash falls down from the sky and boom, we have a Beit HaMikdash. The minute the sunrise came up and there was no Beit HaMikdash, that's when it's mutar. So the Beit HaMikdash com, uh, coming in the middle of the day means nothing to me. So maybe it was built on Pesach itself. Okay, then. Then the whole 16th should be Asur. At least the middle of the 16th and on should be Mutnar. Because we have a Mishnah that says that during the time of the Beit HaMikdash, that the people outside of Yerushalayim are allowed to eat Hadash from midday and on. Because everybody knows she'en betin mitatslim, but betin will make sure that korban is given on time and it won't go past hatzot. So if it won't go past hatzot, then we should be allowed today to eat after hatzot. Why is the whole day asur? So the explains What really happened is that the Beit Hamikdash was built at 16th at night, the night before. The Korban Omer was given. Inami or the 15th, which is the day of Pesach, towards Shkiah. And because of all the action that's going on, it's going to take them a little bit longer to go out to the field and to cut the, the new crop and bring it back. And until everything gets done, maybe it won't be done before Hatzot. So therefore, Rabbi Yohanan Zakai said that the entire 16th is Asur. And Rabbi Nachman by Yitzhak Amar, Rabban Yohanan in Zakai, who said the entire day of 16th is Asur, Beshitat Rabbi Yehuda Amara. He said it in the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar, who Rabbi Yehuda said, Mina Torah hu Asur. Really, the day of 16th is Asur, Medeoraita. It's not a Takana, Dichtiv, because the Pasuk says, uh, the actual Pasuk says, Belechem Bekali Bekharmel, all the new crop, Lotochelu, and then it says, Ad Aetzem Hayom Hazeh. And Ad Itzumoshil Yom, Rabbi Yehuda holds until the actual day. The Kasabani holds Ad Ve'ad Bichal. That Ad is until the 16th and including the 16th. So the entire 16th is Asur. So the Gemara asks, wait a second. Does Rabbi Yehuda Zakai really hold like Rabbi Yehuda? That the entire 16th is Asur. We see there's a Mahloket. We have a Mishnah. Wait a second. until the actual day and including the day. And you see from the fact that Rabbi Yehuda asked a question on Rabbi Yohanan Zakai that he holds that it is Asur so how could they say that they both hold the same thing? How could Rav Dachman say that? So the Gemara explains Rabbi Yehuda made a mistake in the words of Rabbi Yohanan Zakai. Who savar? Rabbi Yehuda thought that Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yohanan Zakai, midrabanan kamar. He thought that midrabanan, the entire sixteenth, is asur according to Rabbi Yohanan Zakai. Velo, it's not true. When Rabbi Yohanan Zakai was also the entire 16th, 
So the Gemara says, yeah, but the Hahit Kinkamar, but doesn't it say that Rabbi Yohanan Zakai was metakenet? It sounds like it's a new thing that he created, he's a Darabanan. So the Gemara explains, my Hitkin, Darash Vehitkin. What does Hitkin mean? It means he learned it out in the Pasuk and explained to people that it's an actual mitzvah. And why what does it say the word Hitkin? Very simple, because for 400 years they had a Beit HaMikdash and there was no need for this halacha. Now, 400 years later, there's no Beit HaMikdash. Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai is there to remind everyone what it says in the Torah. So Hitkin, in the sense where he made sure the halacha was right. The next Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is talking about if the first day of Sukkot happens to be on Shabbat, and again, we're talking about outside the Beit HaMikdash area during the time of the Beit HaMikdash. So at the time, they would still shake the Lulav on the first day of Sukkot. So Yom Tov HaRishon Shel Hag Shehal Liyot Shabbat. The first day of Sukkot that happens to be on a Shabbat. And again, Midi you have to shake the Lulav even on Shabbat. But just in case people will come to carry, therefore, Kol Erev the holiday, everyone would bring their lulav to the shul. The next day, everyone gets up early in the morning. Everyone, they, they find the one that has their name on it, they know which one's theirs, and they take it. Because Hachamim said, on the first day of Sukkot, you cannot be Yotzei the Chova with your friend's lulav. However, the rest of the holiday, Adam since it's only the Rabbanana person could use his friends lulav. Now here's another din. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Yom Tov Arishon Shel Hag Shehal Shabbat. The first day of Sukkot happens to be on Shabbat. And the person forgot that you know how to carry on Shabbat. Remember, we're talking about during the time of the Beit Hamikdash where everyone shook the lulav. This guy took it out and Rashut Arabim. Rabbi Yossi holds patur overshoot. He is patur because he had permission to take it out. He was doing a mitzvah. Rabbi Yossi holds that if a person makes a mistake with something that is dono karet, however, you you're doing a mitzvah, therefore you're patur from giving a korban. And the Gemara right away asks, How do we know that a person is not Yitzhak the Chava with his friends love on the first day? It says, Everyone has to have a Lekiha. It says, You have to own it. Anything borrowed, anything stolen, you're not Yitzhak the Chava with. From here, Chachamim said, That a person is not said the Chava on the first day of Sukkot with his friends Lulav. Unless he gave it to him as a complete present and complete gift. All four of them, they were all on a boat and there was Sukkot. And Rabban Gamliel was the only one with a lulav, and he bought it for a thousand zoos. Rabban Gamliel picked it up, then he gave it to Rabbi Yoshua, and even though we don't give matanot on Yom Tov, 
Still over here was mutar because it was on condition to give it back. According to Magen Abraham, the Bet Yosef says it's a mitzvah, so it's different. But bottom line is Netalor Rabbi Yoshua Beatzabor. Rabbi Yoshua picked it up. He was Yitzchak the Chova. Then Untanol Rabbi Lazab and Azariah. Bematana. Then he gave it to Rabbi Lazab and Azariah as a gift. The reason he didn't give it back to Rabban Gamliel, Tosfot explains, because Rabban Gamliel originally gave it to Rabbi Yoshua to pass it around. This way, everyone's Yitzchak the Chova. Now Netalor Rabbi Lazab ben Azariah Beatzabor Rabbi Lazab ben Azariah used it Yitzchak the Chova. Then Untanol Bematana Rabbi Akiva. Then gave it to Rabbi Akiva. Then Netalor Rabbi Akiva Beatzabor used it. Then Vechziro the Rabban Gamliel. Then he gave it back to Rabban Gamliel. So now the Gemara asks, Why do I need that last part where he gave it back to Hechziro, uh, where he gave it back to Rabban Gamliel? So the Gemara explains, Milta Agav Come and teach me one extra halacha. That A gift on condition that you have to give it back is considered a gift. Take this etrog on condition you give it back to me. And you used it and you were yotze Then you gave it back that same day. Then you are yotze yotze However, you didn't give it back. Then loyatsa. Then you're not yet the hava. And the rosh brings down the balaitur who explains that even if you paid for it afterwards, you're still not yet the hava. You have to actually give it back. Now the gemara asks in the story it says that Rabban Gamliel bought this etrog for a thousand zuz. Why do I have to know that? So the gemara explains that the acha kama mitzvot havivot alin to show you how much the mitzvot were loved by the hachamim. They were willing to pay a thousand zuz for it. And Amar le more bar ame more the Ravashe, more the son of Amemor told Ravashe, Abat Saluyakamatslebe, my father Amemor would pray holding the Lulav. But the problem is Metive, Loyo has Adam Tefilin Beadov is Sefetura Bechekovit Pel, the person's not allowed to hold Tefilin in his hands or Sefetura in his hands and pray. And same idea, Veloyeshtin Bahem Maim, Veloyeshan Bahen. Someone is not allowed to use the bathroom and he cannot sleep with them. Not a temporary nap, not a permanent sleep, a nice good sleep, because we're scared you're going to drop them. And Shmuel said, it's not just that you're not allowed to pray with tefillin or sefetura in your hand. Rather, even if it's a sakin, a knife, a full bowl, pot, kikar, bread, that gets disgusting when it falls down the floor. Ma'ot, or money, you're scared that you're going to drop it, it's going to all over the place. It's the same idea as Tefillin and Sefer Don't pray with them in your hand because you might, you're might. you so worried about dropping them, you're not going to concentrate on Tefillah. And it should be the same idea with Lulav, that you shouldn't be holding it during Tefillah. So the Gemara explains, Hatam, over there, when you're holding Tefillin, Lav Mitzvah, it's not a Mitzvah, you're actually holding the bag with the Tefillin, or you're actually holding Tefillin in your hand, you're not wearing them. Vitarid Behu, and therefore you're always scared, you're always worried that they might drop. Hacha, with Lulav Mitzvah, that's how you do the Mitzvah, Velotarid Behu, and you're not worried about dropping it. And the Ritva explains the whole idea is that uh, you might lose concentration in tefillah and explains that because the love is the mitzvah of the day, you're not going to lose concentration in tefillah. Tanya, Rabbi Al-Azhar Bar-Tzadok, Omer, Rabbi Al-Azhar Bar-Tzadok says, Ka'achem in Agan Shalon Sheh Yerushalayim, this was the menhag of the people of Yerushalayim. Adam Yotzeh Mibetov Elulavo Be'edo, he walks out of his house, Lulav in his hand. Holech Lebetakenes Elulavo Be'edo, walks the shul, Lulav in hand. Korek Kriyat Shema, when we pray, you're reading Kriyat Shema and praying, Lulavo Be'edo. 
If you're reading the Torah and you have to hold it, if you're a Kohen who is doing Kohanim, leave it on the floor. If again, if you're going to visit a sick person, you're doing homavelim, then lulavobiado, lulavehen. If you're you're going to bet midrash, then meshagel lulavobiyad beno. Then you give the love to your son, ubiyad abdo, your slave, ubiyad shulho, or messenger, and you send it home. Now, my kamash malan. So what's Rabbi Lazar about the dog telling us with all this of the people of Yerushalayim? to show you how much they love the mitzvot, they were rushing to do the mitzvot, and really, as the Kapot Marim explains, pay attention, they did all these type of things and didn't have to worry about dropping it and making the trog pasul. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.